Just the score we're talking about. Yeah, just the it's score. just that one album. It's twenty I, years I, old. I, I, I only listen to one album, so that's cool. Okay. All right. So shush. Strumming my pain with his fingers. Ah. Wrong song, you guys. <laughs> Word them up, Ready or not, here I come. Still the wrong song. <laughs> That's the other good one, though. <laughs> Every step you take. <laughs> That's not even close. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> you are tuned into Static and Distortion Static Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Coop. And I'm Robert. <laughs> no, you're not. Fuck you, could, you. You could never fill his shoes. That's, his well, have you seen his shoes? No, I mean, it's not that I couldn't fill them. I just couldn't wear them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, welcome back, um, Robert. Thank you to the show. Um, I, just, I um I had a cold <laughs> for six months. <laughs> the boys are back in town. No, no, no. We already did that show. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> so we welcome back Chris to the podcast. He's yes. been here sporadically. I thought mm-hmm. you were back working in accounting with Carol. Now, oh God! Didn't you hear? Carol oh. died. She got, prom- she got promoted. No, she- <laughs> <laughs> she's now the she's now managing Mary Stewart Mastodon. She's so good. Yeah. She's so good at what she does. Yeah, no, I yeah, I'll I'll you know I'll take center stage for a second. I first of all I apologize for nothing, and second, fuck all of y'all. Third of all, ten dinosaur juniors to me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, tell us of your adventures in Alaska, because that sounds oh, like you are calling. Yeah, no, that's tonight. exactly where I'm calling. I'm out in the field. I'm researching a piece for the site. Um, He's actually digging a, up a mastodon for a the next very, Mary Stewart mastodon shoot. It is going to be a very high-profile blog, um, and I think on, it's going to be on WordPress. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hosted I think we'll by give it its own page. Oh, it deserves one. A sub blog. After the, I mean, this is I don't know if they give Pulitzers to blog posts, but no, but they yeah. give you razor blades to shave your neck beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck that! I like my neck beard. That's kind of an insult, really. The the, the blog. Equivalent to like the Pulitzer is just a hand holding a Bic razor. <laughs> uh, why couldn't it be a hand job? <laughs> it is, but you're giving it to yourself. <laughs> is there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is there actually any other kind of hand job out there? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry you're not familiar with the old spit and tug. <laughs> I mean, I again, I could do that. <laughs> by myself. Well, we all could. All it's right. better that way, better than your, to do it yourself. I would like. I mean, you know, yeah. people have been like, "Hey, I'll give you a hand job." I'm like, "No, thanks. I'll go home and do that myself." Way well, better again, than you're gonna you know, do it. Thank you, and you know, not not to just keep throwing quotes out there, but you know, don't don't knock it. It's a sex with someone I love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say, if you want to be part of this equation, put your lips on it. Otherwise, I got it covered. Who is offering to put their lips on my cock tonight? <laughs> Question. <laughs> I'm not asking this of you two. I'm literally asking our listeners right now. Some kind of intuit since you're in Alaska? In, inuit. Yeah. And, well, here's the whole. No, no, no. I was trying to. I was, mine was a double entendre to John. Uh, yeah, Chris worked there too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I Now everybody does. Thanks for fucking nothing, everyone. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> As per usual. 
yeah, no, I'm on the field. I'm in Alaska. It's uh, cold and dark and um, lonely. You have chapped it's, lips on your dick. I really, yeah, <laughs> and for once they're not mine. Um, I just I don't get chapped lips. That's it's an, it's a weird thing. I keep buying lip balm, you know, just so I feel like I'm a part of a club or whatever. But my lips are fine. Thank you. That's good to know. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Get you. Jimmy John's out there. <laughs> we we have we have an equivalent of Jimmy John's. Um, it, it's nameless, but I'm pretty sure it's a government en- entity. And instead of delivering you, um, you know, sandwiches, what they do is they they come and build a pipeline in your yard, and it's 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 similar um, because you know they're so quick. Um, and you get it's it's all whale blubber with mustard mayo. <laughs> It's so gross. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah, that's because you're from Ohio. <laughs> Drink. We're two minutes into this, and we've already derailed this fucker off the tracks. <laughs> and, and mentioned Ohio. I know. That's like old uh, drinking game podcast. Like, oh, we haven't even yeah. talked about Ohio in a while, so it's kind or of nice having Chris back to yeah, th- you're welcome. You're riff welcome. on that. I can riff on and I can riff on. I'll say, "Hey, everybody, it's time for the news." John, get this thing on the fucking tra- on the trail, man. Please. Um. Yeah. If Robert's not going to be here, you got to steer the ship. It's not going to be me. Ship. I've already tried. I I derail was maybe the wrong term. I I'm going to Titanic the fuck out of this if you don't get this on track. <laughs> and we're all just deck chairs being rearranged. <laughs> Rearranged right off the internet. <laughs> mm. So, um, yeah, we're doing a podcast, and um, the the topic of the day is uh, we're doing a 20-year retrospective on the Fuji's album, The Score. So that, that was kind of a quintessential album in my um, hip-hop education, I guess. So I once I saw that it was um, the 20th anniversary, and realized I'm old. And this is, by the way, the this emotions. is when you realized you were old. No, <laughs> it's not when he couldn't get an erection. It was when the Fugees had its year anniversary. No, when I did the side part and started driving a minivan, that's when I knew I was old. So but. just this is to keep up with our. Um, catalog of we did the 20th anniversary of Alanis Morissette. Now we're doing the 20th anniversary of the score, Fugies. You can say <laughs> Fugies all night, aren't you? I'm in a, fu- I'm in a fugue state right now. <laughs> uh, you also did that 10 uh, year you know, anniversary of a uh, college dropout yeah. a bit ago. So not, not completely outside of our wheelhouse to um, talk nostalgically about things like it's funny because um you know i was briefed on what a podcast was before recording tonight and what i was told was like you know we're trying to steer away from you know like nostalgia and things we liked you know you know when we were you know in our formative years and then here we go yeah, here's here's an album that we listen to in our formative years we've been trying yeah exactly i like i made it a point (laughs) To like, hey, we're gonna get away from the white boy college rock from the end of the '90s, early 2000s, but let's talk about the Fugees. Right, 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 right. So, speaking of white boy college rock, Everlast. Give me your thoughts on Everlast. Anyone have any thoughts on House of Pain? I kind of. Well, okay. So (laughs) that beats me because I was just gonna say no. <laughs> like, like, why would it, it's 2016? Why would I have thoughts on fucking Everlast? Well, That's I mean, you put it way better than I was going to because I was, I was, I was Joyce. I was just going to say no. So, John, <laughs> please, all of your thoughts on Everlast because I, it seems like you have a lot to say. I do. I have very complex <laughs> feelings about Everlast, <laughs> and I, so okay. So going with nostalgia, I think that's the theme of the night. Um, <laughs> I, I listened to Everlast recently. Um, on It just popped up on the radio somewhere, which he's usually, that's where you hear Everlast because nobody buys his CDs. Um, and nobody buys CDs just in general, but I'm sure he probably still sells CDs. Um, I don't know, but 
he so I list I heard what it's like on the radio and I've heard that song a thousand times in my life um, especially in the late 90s but it's like I it'd been long enough that I hadn't heard it that it was almost like I was able to hear it without all the baggage and I was pondering to myself is this actually a good song mm. without without the context of it was you know played to death in 1998 thoughts no noble but no not a good song um, i don't know if ob- i can separate ob- objectively uh but you know i i think i think that is i and i you know i think we're all kind of like that in which we and the reason why we're doing this episode tonight is where you know we're able to say you know maybe our opinions over the past five years over the past 10 years 15 20 um, have evolved and changed over time, and we can separate nostalgia uh, from what we consider now at our point in our lives now to be, uh, I would like to say objectively, but at least more objectively uh, listenable or not. Um, I, I, I really try and do that with a lot of things. Music is very hard to do that with because it's, a, it's such a, a passive medium. It's such a very quick uh, thing. You know, It's not like a movie or a book you know it's it's like a three minute whatever um yeah and, and there are tony braxton songs that i like only because it was the first song i heard when we moved to kentucky in 1994 when i turned on the radio and found the like the local radio station like right so there's, there's that kind tony of braxton stuff. what's that did you just say fucking Tony Braxton? I, I, I don't. I think we were probably all just going to pretend we didn't hear that and 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 go to uh, the the point that he's probably trying to make, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is that you know you can you can have nostalgic feelings for something and appreciate it and still listen to it, but it, there's that line between guilty pleasure uh, for nostalgic reasons and is this actually a good song or is this a good piece of music? Um, and you're saying that Everlast, <laughs> after listening to it again, you're still not really sure. Well, no, so let me. John let me... brought this up, and, and I went back and listened to Everlast because I, actually I I mistook when John originally asked me this question, Everlast for Uncle Cracker, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the Doobie. I'm like, yeah, the Doobie Brothers are okay. And he's like, no, man, House of Pain. And I'm like, oh fuck yeah, Jump Around. I like that song. He's like, no, Everlast. <laughs> so, last. so so then i pulled up the old youtube and and then instantly i knew the song right because it's fucking everlast yeah. and, and i think the problem is, is that song was john's original question was was this song ever cool and the answer to that is an emphatic no and, and i think <laughs> i think my problem is maybe with everlast is, is i never went further than his radio hit and that song was played more than adele's current radio overplay and because right. that fucking song that Everlast is famous for that I'm not going to name was played on B96. If you're from Chicago, it was played on yep. Q101. It was played on the mix. You couldn't fucking get away from it. There was yeah. a point where an artist lives or dies by his exposure. And if you're overexposed, that's fucking your death knell. You know, you take a song too far and it reaches critical mass. And the reason why that song was able to be played on those stations is because it's genre bending. It's kind of hip hop. It's kind of singer songy, but in in the end, what it is is just fucking mass appeal, and it fucking it kills the guy. But that, I mean that that is the that is the you're kind of talking about what the formula for a one hit wonder is. Like, if, but 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 he's not have, a one hit wonder though. That's the problem. I know. Yeah. I know that is the problem. Well, my thing with him is if I take away the time that it was released. And I take away how often it was played and on however many crossover type stations it was playing that song or just that other one ends, um, you know, that was his other kind of hit off that same album. It's like if I just break it down, it's it's a, he's a, he's storytelling. He in all of his songs I've ever heard. And uh, that's probably about three. Um, he's he's a storyteller. He's he's just kind of doing this really basic um not you know literary not um ostentatious or you know i don't even know what you say just it, it's not um it's just kind of plain spoken storytelling 
done with an acoustic guitar and a hip hop beat and a little bit of attitude, but not, you don't get the sense that he's being braggadocious or, you know, um, battle rapping somebody and talking about the streets, but he just, he's just storytelling and it kind of has this blues vibe to it. You know, you Um, use the term braggadocious and I have to agree with you a hundred percent. The guy does not come off as a douchebag. No, that's the thing. And that's why I can, yeah. But, that but it does doesn't. Not... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go ahead. You you can finish my sentence because I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 does not a great artist make. Um... I didn't say great artist. I just said, it, are we not Listen, giving him enough credit that he deserves? I I think uh, that's a very low bar that's being set. So, are we not giving him enough credit? Probably. My, my question um, would be, why are we giving him credit? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like, is he a point five or is he a one? Are we are we giving him too little credit by saying he's a point five? Yeah. yeah, he's probably a one. I mean, you know, like, and I'm sorry. That, I mean, it's obviously my subjective opinion on the artist. Um, I know you love him, John, and I don't mean to hurt you by saying that. Um, but it does give me a little pleasure in hurting you by saying that. John's got Everlast like posters, right? I just got an Everlast <laughs> tattoo, you know. No. <laughs> And, and everyone's like, oh, you're a boxer? And he's like, no, I really like the artist from the late 90s, early 2000s. Who's that? And everyone's yeah. like, oh, right. I'm sorry. I forgot who I was friends with for a second. Of course I, of course you fucking do. You could have any any poster from any artist from the, the late 90s, 2000s. And no it's one right next it. To his, it's right next to his LeBron James tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the, he's, yeah, he's got the, uh, the area code. He doesn't need <laughs> Because he's from Ohio. <laughs> also because he's a tool. But, you know. Uh, the two Give me aren't the ex- beat, boys, that free my soul. Oh, wait. Fuck. <laughs> That's still Uncle, Uncle <laughs> Cracker. still Uncle Cracker. God Uncle Cracker is, is unanimously terrible at everything. No, but, but, like, Uncle Cracker, he's, like, the most confusing guy because he was part of Kid Rock's crew. And Kid, Kid Rock, say what you will about him, he at least oh. has a very – you know what you're getting with Kid Rock. <laughs> he, he's got a brand. I, I don't like that brand, but yeah. but he has a brand. And then there's just this kind of hanger-on, Uncle Cracker, who was, like, a turntablist or some shit. I don't even know. And then – Turntablist. <laughs> that's a job. <laughs> I think they called them DJs, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Tableist. Um, but anyways, back to Uncle Cracker and his awfulness. Um, then he puts out this. Oh, no, really... not Uncle Cracker, Everlast. No, no, no. I'm talking about Uncle Cracker now. I'm talking about his his terrible music and how he confuses me because he comes from this very um, very well known brand that is Kid Rock. And then he puts out the, like the the cheesiest wimpy pop that just doesn't work for me. I don't know. Uncle oh, Cracker. I don't know. Uncle Cracker passes Doobie Brothers rip off. So oh, his other songs suck equally as bad, maybe worse because they're. Do you originals. know that because you're from Ohio. Mm-hmm. He does. Is Uncle <laughs> Cracker from Ohio or something? I I, I don't know. No. I, no, I just assume people from Ohio either listen to shitty hip hop or Uncle Cracker. Well, actually, no. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> actually, we only listen to the Fugees, and it's all we've been listening to for the last three <laughs> years. The, the Fugees. Fugees. What, what is wrong with you? I'm hammered. Aren't Man. we all ready all or all. not? Here I come. Come. Drink you ever step you It's still the wrong song. That's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> God, I got all this kale, but none of this calls for. So, just so you know, like I just I've decided to make this meal while we're doing this. I've decided on Cuban sandwiches with sweet plantain and kale. So, oh, I do need kale for this. I Why have kale. The... Do you want to come over? I, I have kale, fridge full of it. I got no. I do a uh, Blue Apron. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. I just um, do this. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna make this kale sa- salad though, because it doesn't actually give me the. I guess I just put kale on a plate and then I eat it. Um, so that's that's fine. <laughs> nice that you're making the Cubans since, you know, yeah. Obama's out there visiting Cubans and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and um, Haiti is 
close to Cuba, and that ties into the Fugees. So there we go. Hey, hey, hey. The hey. Fugees. Why are we talking about the Fugees? John, why are we talking about the Fugees right now? Please. We're talking about the Fugees because the score is 20 years old. Goddamn right. The f- score. What the score. And that it's it's a weird thing to be the Fugees. I'm sure. I mean, just in general, you're you're the Fugees, <laughs> but I mean, their first album you're, wasn't anything that anybody was really kind of writing home about, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they come out with this landmark classic album um, a couple years later when Sony didn't even want them to record any more albums. John, and, John just ignores my Syrian refugees fucking joke. <laughs> Would you like to repeat it? No, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, here it is. Half a bunch of lacinato kale. Oh, here it is. Yeah, perfect. Brilliant. Okay. Who makes dinner at 10, 15 at night? Guy who's fucking drunk and doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but usually it's burritos. You're picking out kale. <laughs> or you're ordering Jimmy <laughs> Chons. <laughs> I- you laugh now, but when I have this twice-cooked pork, melty Swiss cheese, along with a crunchy homemade pickle, then we'll see who's drunk. Wait, homemade pickle. Whatever, it's in the fucking thing. That kind of reminds me of homemade tortilla chips. I've made homemade tortilla chips. So have I. They're actually really easy to make, turns out. Turns out. (laughs) Those Mexicans have nothing on us when we come to home. Hey. Hey, my one true love is Mexican. I'm not and... trying to build a wall, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Apology accepted. We build bridges. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd Sandwich. like to, if you'd like to comment on uh, either Chris or Jason's, um, you know. <laughs> racism or something i don't even know what's going on here please write the static static and distortion at gmail.com and i'll read your email from six months from now i check that shit every day man so we're talking about the score today 20th anniversary and we have a new a new feature on our podcast called wikipedia moment and i'm gonna go ahead and read the wikipedia entry for the score sliceopedia the musical qualities of their first record would be revi- revisited with their self- second album, The Score, which was released in February 1996. The Score became one of the biggest hits of 96 and one of the best-selling hip-hop, al- hip-hop albums of all time. <laughs> the Fugees <laughs> first gained attention for their cover versions of old favorites with the group's reinterpretations of No Woman, No Cry by Marley, mm-hmm. Killing Me Softly with his song, and and later, which actually became their biggest hit, the album also included a reinterpretation of Delphonic's "Ready or Not, Here I Come." Yeah, in their first hit single, "Ready or Not," which featured a prominent sample by Enya's "Bodisha," with the singer's permission. This prompted a lawsuit, resulting in a settlement where Anya was given credit and royalties for her sample. The Fugees have continuously thanked and praised Anya for her deep understanding of the situation. For example, in the literary notes for the score. The Fugees won two 1997 Grammy Awards with the score, Best Rap Album, and Killing Me Softly, Best R&B Vocal Performance. <laughs> and that concludes our Wikipedia entry for the podcast. Mm, you are that's so about good, right. You? Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> That says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Just in the way you read that, that says even... a lot. <laughs> I was wondering if Robert was here eating Triscuits the whole fucking time. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even repronounce the way you said literary. How did I say literary? It was weird, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think it should dude. be literary. Oh, oh dude, for the record, seriously, for the I've drank half a bottle of Glenlivet since this <laughs> fucking thing started. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I I got a bottle of wine for this podcast and I drank it. It worked, and now and then I got sober. So now I'm just drinking beer like a fucking like John. Hey, where are you working that you can drink a bottle of wine? Are you asking for dollars on the street? I would I'm, like to work where you're working. Is what I'm saying. I would love to tell you, uh, but I would plead the fifth on the grounds that it would incriminate me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on the grounds that he still works there. <laughs> yeah, and that it had the 
if they were if they had the ability oh so it's it. not like work affiliated bottle of wine drinking no i mean it is like i'm affiliated with where i work and i drink a bottle of wine there but they don't condone it they don't know about it there's right. n- okay. nothing for them to Enough said okay <laughs> well, that got weird <laughs> it didn't get weird if his worst if his work condones drinking wine i want in but our it old job condone drinking wine Dude, those I mean, assholes. <laughs> uh, mescaline, though. Whoa, what? Very much condoning. Your work condones mescaline. <laughs> Does yours not? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, all right, all right, what, whatever. <laughs> I just know that I'm out here in Alaska fucking just doing what I have to to get by. Eating kale. <laughs> Eating kale. All the mescaline. <laughs> all the whale blubber everywhere. I can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so how many knives do I need for this? Anyway, yeah, the score. <laughs> Probably not enough. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you all riff on the score for a while. Take over. Yeah. So the score, that was an album that, of course, you know, being me living in, I was actually living in Kentucky when that album came out and um, was just learning about hip hop. Um, Wasn't really into that before, wasn't in my wheelhouse. And uh, Killing Me Softly came out, which isn't, I mean, it's hip hop, but it's not a hip hop song. I mean, it's, it's a song. And, yeah. you know, beautifully sung, but of course you've got, you know, Wyclef kind <laughs> of doing his Wyclef thing over it. And, um, yeah. Praz being Praz. Um, <laughs> they, so, but that was kind of the introduction where I'm like, this is cool. This is different. This is interesting to me. And I, and I you know, I was 15 at the time. I didn't know who Roberta Flack was. I've never heard the song before. So that was kind of my gateway back into some older music you know then because anytime i hear a cover of anything i always want to go back and listen to the original and learn the history and especially when it's a song like that that is written by somebody else made famous by a person what are you doing (laughs) i am listening intently to you who is like rattling cans back there who's getting out a frying pan for his fucking pork i don't know (laughs) anyways but you know you you, you go back and you listen to the you listen to the past um the 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 i like to know the history and the backstory of a song and that was one that they were intending to reinterpretate as a a, 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 a different different theme using that song and Roberta Flack was behind it. She she supported them doing it, but the original songwriters didn't want it changed, so they just pretty much did a straightforward version and just yeah. hip hopped it up a little bit, and it gave it this totally new feeling to it. Well, it's a, so is that because I didn't know that was that that was the original artists like uh, their their thing where like you can do this, but don't fucking change shit. Yeah, because I uh, see now that 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 kind of that takes it down a notch for me, because what, one of the things I really liked about it, um, which is kind of anti what I usually think about things, um, is that it is kind of a straightforward cover. You know, I, I felt that was kind of an honest way to uh, pay homage to the song and, and things like that, um, whereas traditionally um, I'm all for inventiveness and creativeness and, and, you know, redoing things in your own style. Um, I did not realize that that was one of the stipulations. So that's kind yeah. of interesting to me. Yeah. They were going to, I mean, they were going to change the lyrics. They were going to make it, I guess, like an anti-drug song or something. I don't know. Cause I mean, there's, a, there's so much packed into that album that is, um, politically and socially motivated. And I guess mm-hmm. that kind of went along with the theme. And I, I read something recently where Roberta Flack, who originally did the song was talking about it and was like, you know, that would have probably fit into the theme of their album better to be able to reinterpret it. Yeah. But it's still managed to fit in with the theme of their album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I they mean, also have their intro, you know, 
prior to that, sure. that, 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 you know, ends the previous track where I think they kind of at least allude to the idea that they're going to talk about, they, <laughs> they were going to talk about something different with this. Sure. And then it just goes into the original. So at least they, they're able to get that in kind of somewhere. Well, I just remember being, you know, 15 years old. I had a little, you know, dual cassette boombox at the time. I used to tape stuff off the radio. And um, I remember listening, waiting when that one was on the charts, knowing kind of where it was in the chart position and waiting for that song to come on the radio on like Casey's Top 40 and uh, record it. And I, I, I still have the tape, actually. It's in my basement that I used to record songs off the radio with. And, um, I don't have a cassette player to play it. Well, I guess I have a cassette player in my van. I just never, you know, who who listens to cassettes anymore? But they, um, I remember playing that one back, and it it didn't hit me till after I'd heard the song several times that during the verses it's just Lauren and a beat. There's yeah. no music. <laughs> yeah, and which I, I think is is cool. You know, I mean, I think that's. Uh, restraint like they you, they easily could have done anything with that you know and that's yeah. that's the route they chose to go i think yeah. that actually kind of makes it more appealing exactly well and then i mean so we, we talked a lot about killing me softly and it is their biggest hit and that crossed it over from being an alt, kind of like an indie alternative hip-hop album to being this this pop um sensation that you know you could you could play on uh, we talked about B96. You could play it on a on a pop station. You could play it on um, yeah. almost like a, 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 a doll contemporary station. And then it comes from this hip-hop group. And they're talking about some other, you know, real shit on that album. Um, <laughs> the, I opened this, the podcast with the track The Beast. And it's basically <laughs> the track where they're talking about, you know, police kind of singling out African-Americans and pulling them over, hassling them. And the reason I started with that song is it just kind of recalls, um, I mean, you, you think about the, the last year, year and a half of we've got, you know, these high profile, either police shootings or um, just, you know, the, the, the whole thing of um, just how racism has kind of, come back up to the forefront after mm-hmm. a lot of years where a lot of people are going oh we, we it's you know it's 2012 everything you know this is a modern era racism isn't really that bad there's just some bad people out there that still hang on to it mm-hmm. and you go back 20 years and this song could apply right now 2012 you know? <laughs> it it's it's um that was kind of revisiting the album and had, hadn't listened to it in a while um that was something that kind of struck me was this is stuff that, 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 you know, the hip hop culture has been talking about for years. And sometimes it's, it's the NWA approach of, you know, fuck the police. And other times it's just, this is, this, I mean, that story, that song is like, this is what we deal with. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 it hasn't changed in 20 years. Yeah. Nothing has changed. And, but but that type of racism hasn't been as high in highly profile. I mean, it was we have Rodney King. Um, I mean, yeah, and that's that's the thing is like, and I mean, this will perfect. This, well, no, but I, I mean, this will eventually open the floodgates into uh, you know everything that that album did in terms of its very narrow timeliness you know, and all of its pop culture references and all of its news references that were really from the past year, two years. Um, But you're absolutely right. Like, you know, with that, yeah, it's it's a reference to Rodney King. Um, You could very easily do that today with any number of, 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 cases in in just the past year that has really yeah um been kind of this uh you know uh, fire start so to speak yeah trayvon or freddie gray or you know any of these guys um there's there's a there's a touch point there and it's been very high profile but i mean you you and this is just about hip-hop in general they've been telling the story for 30 40 years i mean hip-hop's what 40 years old now the 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 stories 
and that that kind of goes back to the I you know what I mentioned before about Everlast you know storytelling and that that's really what a lot of hip hop is I mean there's there is that kind of battle rap boasting you know I'm better than you I'm gonna out rap you on you know I I I could not rap anybody I don't know what that's like (laughs) (laughs) there's this social commentary that's always been there that it's 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 weird that that's what's timeless i guess is what i'm getting at thoughts yeah yeah i mean yeah i well i you know i'm ever the optimist and i like to think that (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you uh that things you know may have gotten better you know in the past 20 years but the problems that were there then are still as bad as they are now <laughs> Dude, we're you know and 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 more and more publicized than they are now too where back then maybe you didn't get that sort of publicity and an album like this comes along or you know a lot of the albums of the time and really highlights that whereas now you know it's just on have, the news it's just fucking what everywhere. albums today are highlighting the problems today I would, I would, I would say what, probably. What we... I would say Kanye is really at the forefront of uh, highlighting social injustice. No, <laughs> um, person. But I would, say, I would to, say, you know, the, like I, I mean, the, how is it different? Would, it's not different. Well, I would say like the the exposure is different. I would say the the indie hip hop scene now uh, is much larger, so that you have. Uh, a, a greater exposure via that, whereas then but it was. But Fuji's aren't indie. In 1996, these motherfuckers were on every radio station across America. <laughs> no, it's true, but, but but they spawned the that that sort of indie hip hop uh, genre itself. Well, and I think that was that's the key thing is this wasn't like this wasn't Dr. Dre and Tupac doing California Love. This wasn't what was like MTV pop hip hop at the time. So yeah, no, Jason, you're right. This was a freaking monster of an album, as we as we said, Jagged Little Pill was. Uh, it was a it was a monster album for its time, but it wasn't coming from the place where it was, you know, it was a, you know, like a pop record. There, although there's some great pop elements in that that record, and that's why it resonates, you know, musically. Not not just. I mean, we talked a little bit about content, but. There, there's just some really smart stuff that was done on that album by people who had a good ear, like Praz. What this album did for me was it made me go out and eat up all the Wyclef shit. The Wyclef, we're not talking about it, but the Wyclef album that came after this was probably one of my favorite albums of the last 20 years. And see, you went Wyclef, I went Lauren. So I, my wife went Lauren. Lauren Hill is w- still one of my favorite albums of all time. It's definitely in my top 20, probably close to the top 10 favorite albums of all time. So I went, I went the Lauren route. You went the Wyclef route. Although I will say, I love the Wyclef album too. It's good. I'm going to go the Wyclef route. I have to choose, but Johnson November. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, God, yes. that's just like I almost want to pick Wyclef as our next fucking artist. I love that album. It was like it's up there with the original Sublime album. It's up there with fucking um, the Beastie Boys, which fucking uh, licensed the ill. I just love that fucking that that Wyclef album. It's one of my favorites. It has a, a place in my soul. Well, and it's funny because those two albums that came out of that breakup of, of the, you know, the massive Fuji's um, album, so you have 1998, 1999, then, then they released these solo albums. I mean, people still look back at the Lauryn Hill album. They still look back at that Wyclef album. And I mean, they, they were really great. But it kind of goes back to something I noticed as I'm, as I'm revisiting this album and learning it again to talk about it on a podcast is Lauren and Wyclef and Praz all had very well-defined roles in the Fugees throughout the entire album where they, you know, Wyclef brought this 
musicality to things, um, playing acoustic guitar, you know, what, whatever they're adding to these songs. Um, Lauren's rhymes are just, and, and her, what she's talking about is just so vivid and, and fierce. And then, I mean, I don't think Praz gets enough credit. Um, I mean, I think he really developed the sound of the album, but I mean, even his his rhymes are really good. But these they all had a very defined role, and they all worked well together on that album, despite what was messed up in their personal life at the time. <laughs> so. Yeah, and why they broke up, you know, and why they'll probably never work together again. No, they won't. <laughs> the, the reunions they've tried just don't work. No, and I think you're right. And I think, you know, we, we, we kind of, uh, what do you call that? When you we kind of come shot this bit um, where it's, it's you know, they're all kind of fucked up as, as people individually. Um, and to get them together again, beyond anything else, beyond politics, beyond where they're at musically is probably an impossibility. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, you could get them in the same room and they could do Fuji songs, but it's not going to be the same. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, at the at the end of the day, you know, they're not hurting for money. You know, they they could they could they could use, or rather, they might be. Um, no, they're probably not actually because of their things. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll still do that. <laughs> Lauren's got plenty of money. She doesn't pay her taxes, so you know. I was gonna say. They all, <laughs> they, I mean, and they all, they, <laughs> I was going to, you know, um, they all have like these amazing, you know, terrible uh, things that they've done, you know, since then um, that have, you know, not, not to really get into that because this is a celebration of their album. Yeah. But yeah, like they've all, you know, wait, 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 wait. what's White Cloud done terrible wait. besides endorse Pepsi and run for president of Haiti? <laughs> um yes both of those things but also the whole haitian fund that he just took all the money for oh that <laughs> there was that where he's that. like you know what haiti needs money you know who you should send it to me because i'm haitian I'm, i'll make sure it gets there just trust me <laughs> so is there anyone who's under the age of 30 that thinks that the score might have been an influential album? That's a good question. I don't know if they I don't know if they know that it is. Um I think it absolutely is influential and I think you know you'd be hard pressed to argue against it. But what other artists can yeah, we point you, towards? What other artists can we point towards to say that was directly influenced by the Fugees? Adele Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am so confused on how many fucking cloves of garlic I need to smash. Just as many as they tell you to. Well, one part says one, but the ingredients say you need two. You never under the garlic, bro. If no. it's one says you know one. what? You know what? That is totally fair, and you're right. I'm going to. You can never have too much garlic. You better it's be absolute. eating a fucking sandwich by the end of this podcast. That's all I got to say. You better be driving out to Cary and fucking Carpentersville to share that fucking sandwich. So here's the thing. Is I don't know if I have to mince this garlic or clove it. How do you clove you a garlic? It. Hey, just give it a bottle of wine and talk nicely to it and whatever happens. <laughs> <laughs> if it didn't work on that sex doll, it's not going to work on the garlic. <laughs> Show me on this piece of garlic where he touched you. <laughs> In my Kanye hole. <laughs> There's like three people listening right now who would understand that joke. I love you, John. And th- two of them are on the podcast currently. <laughs> the other yeah, one's Robert. I, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to understand it. But I, mean, I, think it's, I think it's cute that you guys have an inside joke. It must be really special for you. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you've been around for the last three months, you'd get on on it. But I don't listen to podcasts. I don't contribute unless forced at gunpoint in Alaska. <laughs> Which is very likely because they have lots of guns in Alaska. Not that many people. Yeah lots of guns no and, and, and no booze no booze well that also helps 
no booze unless you're at a Palin party. Oh, is she still around? Is she still around? (laughs) Yeah, how many fucking dinosaur juniors are we giving the score? Nine. (sighs) I'm going to say, are you fucking kidding me? Nine? Nine. Nine's a bit high for me. No, it's nine. I know it's influential. I'm giving it a seven. (laughs) I was going to say seven. Um, not to not to do because I it feels like I do this often because I'm on the show so often, but it seems like I always have to go fucking third, and I just say like oh you know, whatever the last verse. So. But no, seven it's is, totally is, is I think an honest an honest uh, what I was going to give it because yeah, super influential, but you know uh, you know to this you know right now I think you know anyone can point to you know five tracks that are actually influential off of that, you know, however many 14 track album. Um, so like it's good. Nine dinosaur juniors. I I sticking with it. Okay. I think it's a well crafted <laughs> album. It tells a story from beginning to end. There's not a bad track on it. And there's not a bad track on it, but there's some kind of mediocre tracks and there are definitely tracks that stand out a lot more than others. I'll agree with that. But to me, it it is a moment in time, and it's a landmark album, and it has its own sound. Like I said, that the I don't know the Fuji's had a very defined position in the I game. There, I but. don't think you can give it. I don't think I can give it nine because it's not an album that you'll find referenced by other artists. It's not an album that you can look at and say this album is perfect. It's not an album that you can look at and say. Hey, they're still producing great material today. Well, we're talking uh, to about me, the that's album, the no, reason why it's, it, it. This is the one that gets the the high vote because uh, because of all those things you just said, except for the perfect one. <laughs> except for all that. Perfect. Except for all the bits that you were right about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, dinosaur juniors that went pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to your third place um Dinosaur Junior ranking, Chris. So ever. <laughs> Hi, Chris, didn't we just tie? Yeah. Yeah. We so fuck for, off. We just tied for second, motherfucker. Yeah. And <laughs> one could even argue that we tied for first. So there because, you go. Because yours is skewed by the Ohio demographic. Mm, and how many delegates do you get, John? Fucking zero. Welcome to last place. Hey, we'll settle the score. <laughs> ah, oh. Fucking perfect. And on that, for the note, record, I do like. I do like. The, for the record, I do, as as cheesy as it is, I do like the intro to the album where they where they reference all the tracks that are later going to be on the album. Yeah, it was kind of cute. It is. If you it's can, cute. If, if you can call it. it cute, then it does not deserve nine. <laughs> Accurate. Eat it. I'm sticking Eat by it. this. Yeah. I'm not backing down. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, what do you guys been listening to? Me I don't know. Why? Who's asking? America. America. I'll go last. I'll go last for this. Coop, what have you been listening to? Oh, I've been listening to a lot of stuff because I'm just all over the place. But what I've been digging the most lately is a little band from Liverpool called The Beatles. No, I'm just kidding. It's super furry <laughs> animals. Did we talk I've been about list- them recently? Yeah, well, because they're fucking playing Pitchfork. That's right. And we were all going, when was the last time any of us thought of right, super exactly. furry animals? So they were on a fucking um, Paul McCartney album from like 2001-ish where he did a lot of sampling and overdubs and he, they played on like two or three it, it, Hey, people listening to this, go back listen to my fucking Altered States playlist that I posted on the blog. There's a track there by Paul McCartney and Super Furry Animals. It's fantastic and you'll see why I've been listening to Super Furry Animals. Okay. I'll give them another shot. I haven't listened to them in years. I can't. I don't know if I can name a song title. But yeah, that's just me. So I'm trying to trying to remember the song that I posted on the, on the most recent playlist, but my computer won't pull it up. 
So you are so yeah. drunk. I am fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're more drunk than Robert's ever been on this podcast. I mean, this is amazing. It's kind of like Robert, but better. Does anyone feel that way? Kind of. Probably <laughs> Robert's wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you are so drunk. <laughs> That was funny, though. Um, and probably true. <laughs> I think it's about time that Melee found out that they, they were having an affair. Um, and not just because Coop is so much better than him in general, but just because of his massive wang. No, it's the beard. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Oh, the uh, song that I've been listening to for Paul McCartney and Super Furry Animals is called Free Now. Okay. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll legitimately check that out later because that sounds interesting to me. Uh, Chris, I'm gonna you legitimately, going to like, hook you up in the in the, in the the our chat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Use your words, Jason. <laughs> the reason why my words got fucked up there is because I accidentally started playing the song in the middle of my sentence, and it totally. <laughs> That's but crazy. if you look um, down, it's in my chat. Play that. Hey, let's okay. take a moment. Play it. Play it for the people. You want me to? I, I really fucking do, John. What I really. What's the song do. called again? It's in the fucking in, in our chat, not in the static <laughs> chat, but in the John Jason chat. Oh, the oh, chat ouch. we have when we talk shit about you guys. You know what's really <laughs> exactly. great about my chat is it's not on the internet and it's in my bathroom in the dark with a bottle of beer. And it's nobody invited unless they happen to walk in. That's what's great about my chat. So you can all fuck yourselves on the internet. I forget what they call that with the internet raping, but I am fine in my bathroom. <laughs> you, all right, John, just play the goddamn song. Hold on. <laughs> It's not working. What's the name of the song? Tell me the name of the song. It's called It's called Free Now by Paul McCartney. Okay. I will Paul McCartney's still good. Oh yeah. As I've mentioned oh, oh, a yeah. thousand times. Paul McCartney is still good. <laughs> I I I I'll stand by that. <laughs> He's actually getting the rights to the Beatles <laughs> um catalog, which I guess he didn't have. No, Michael Jackson bought it out from under him or something. Yeah, I had no idea. And then I read that and I was like, oh, Paul McCartney, you're getting old and sad. <laughs> you know, I, I saw him at Lollapalooza this year and it was one of the most amazing shows I've seen. And I cannot believe a dude that age is still so young, vibrant and puts on a killer show like from start I mean, to finish. He's, really he's been he's been regularly doing music for like literally 70 years. Yeah, like you're only slightly exaggerating because it's been like 60 years. But <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I mean, it, it was an amazing show. It was a really I just sent you a show. better link, John. Well, I found it already. I don't need you. Um, okay, I'm going to play a little bit of this song. So here, here's some of this song. The bit that John finally got just after that, and we'll do both of these. Want to do, do what you 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 want to do. This is kind of badass. No, can't believe we're playing this for the bougies, though. Okay, it was cool till Paul started singing. <laughs> but it's still badass. It's still I is. Just say this was kind of badass. Okay. Um, well, that was that happened. Um, so that was Paul McCartney and the Super Furry Animals. Super Furry Animals are playing Pitchfork this summer. Enjoy. Check them is, out. Ed. Isn't that an online publication? Yes, but it's also a f- music festival in Chicago. Isn't Chicago a city? It is correct. You wouldn't know that because you're in Alaska, okay. making Cuban sandwiches and whatnot. But these yes. pickles used to be cucumbers, and now they're garlic. It's amazing. 
I'm pretty sure half the garlic in this pan right now is just the skin around the cloves, but it's really hard to chop and mince at the same time. Cool story, bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is anyone else listening to anything? Yes. Uh, yes. Jinx. Jinx again. I've been listening to T.W. Walsh's album, Fruitless Research. Um, kind of came across him, I don't know, two or three years ago. I guess it's been four years now, actually. Um, he was, um, his his last album was in, out in like 2010 or 2011. He totally went a different direction with this one. It's a lot more electronic. Um, I'm going to play a little bit in the background while I'm talking. Um but yeah, just, um, I don't know. It, it's one of those albums where he's very, he's doing very simple chord structures and a lot of layering. So there's a lot of repetitiveness in the songs, but it, he kind of flushes it out with the other layers that are going on in the song. Really quick, difference between repetitiveness and repetition? None. Okay, just wondering. Just, just the wrong word. Okay. Thank you, though. You're welcome. So I recommend uh, T.W. Walsh, Fruitless Research. I give that a solid seven Dinosaur Juniors. I'm really enjoying it. So far, my favorite album of 2016. Wow. So what have you been listening to other than the sound of your food cooking? Uh, a lot, but I mean, mainly um, if I had to pick something... Um, you know, after my life fell apart, I decided that I was going to go back to listening to what I was listening to before I even met my ex-wife. So this is like stuff circa when I was like 17. Um, so I was listening to like something corporate lately and I was like, oh, I wonder how they're doing lately. Oh, they're not doing too well. They haven't been around since 04. Um, so I kind of picked up on Jack's mannequin. Let's do a bit of that. And so lately I've been listening to um, Andrew McMahon's uh, solo album he put out, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, and kind of trying to understand really where he's at in his life and why he thinks this is acceptable. It's actually not. It's not. It's not really a terrible album. It's it's super poppy, which is what he wants to do, you know. And that was the thing with Jack's Mannequin was just like he didn't want to make it as you know teeny punk as something corporate was. And it was fine or whatever. And so now he's just trying to like do this pop thing, which is whatever. Um, but I will stand by their radio hit, which I don't know if I've ever said in my life, but I think Cecilia and the Satellite's a, a pretty pretty decent track. But what, what I will say is like on the bonus, um, the deluxe version of that album, like the last five tracks are like acoustic versions of these songs. And I'm like, fuck you, Andrew. These are these are good. You and a fucking piano and some minimal bass. Yeah. This is a lot better than this other bullshit. So if you were to uh, interpret anything from what I just said, um, Cecilia and the Satellite, good song. Uh, if you listen to uh, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, uh, the last few tracks off the deluxe album, and which is just acoustic, um, I think are all very, very solid and kind of um, really get into why I'm still okay with defending my, my liking of Andrew McMahon as an artist. Sweet. That was actually confusing and really intriguing. Beautiful, man. It's from fucking <laughs> Bukowski type shit right there. You, you should see these fucking pickles. <laughs> if you want to see intriguing. Are we talking about these, actual pickles? And on that note. <laughs> you should see the dildos I have that I could fit in one hand. I knew what you were thinking I was going to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the most confusing podcast I think we've ever done. That was like some Yoda shit. I knew what you were thinking I was going to say. <laughs> but, but I ended up saying dildos. <laughs> Ready or not, here I come. <laughs> All right, what should I play us out on, guys? I'll be ready watching or not. you. Here I come. Can we play out ready or not? Okay. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening to this train wreck called the Sonic Pad. The Static? Oh, my gosh. Uh, static Podcast or the 
Dotic Padcast. I don't know what this is <laughs> it's anymore. A, it's some sort of Padcast, which I think we can all assume by combining pad and cast. I think we know what that is. It's for medically your vagina. Yeah, it's a cast for your vagina. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even for, for static and distortion. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna own up to this, and I'm John. Well, I'm still Coop. <laughs> and I've always been Chris, but tonight... No, I'd say Coop has been Robert. I'll be Chris tonight. <laughs> you were, and you you also were. <laughs> so that works. <laughs> All right, here's the Fugees on the Static Podcast. Goodbye, good night. Thanks. John is so pissed at us right now. <laughs> As well, he should be. <laughs> but really not, because like, what, well, what do you expect? You, know? <laughs> you guys, nothing. Thank you. I told I in fair. I gave you fair warning that I was. I was. I was. Are you gonna going talk to take- this whole fucking song? <laughs> it's over, man. <laughs> we didn't even get to it. Oh, I didn't All know. Right. We were, I, didn't, I didn't know we weren't playing. <laughs> <laughs>